What is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Happy Medium Podcast. My name is Brian. And I'm Carissa. And this is the Happy Medium Podcast. Welcome to episode five. Five. <laughs> We've been doing this for um, over, over a month now. Yeah. Wow. It's more. It's longer than anything we've committed to anything else. That's the longest relationship I've ever been into. Okay. <laughs> With the podcast. <laughs> She's engaged to the um, podcast now. Let me tell you, I really am committed. I'm, I'm in such a good mood today, too. It's Labor Day. We're recording on a Monday. It's like 12 o'clock in the afternoon. I've had two cups of coffee already. Not I'm alcohol this time. It. No alcohol. It's just coffee. I know you, maybe some of you guys are expecting us to have <laughs> um, the Hangover Cure episode today. That did not go well, y'all. Um, and we did a Insta Live this past weekend yeah. of us like drinking to try and get drunk. But I can't drink anymore, Brian. I can't do it. Wait, you had one glass of Post Malone's wine and called it a night? I barely had a glass. I went all <laughs> the way to Total Wine at like 7 o'clock and had to book it before they closed. It was uh-huh. like after um, my walk I went on. Yeah. And I bought the wine, was so excited, and poured a glass and put it straight in the fridge. I was like, I don't really want this. Damn. And every all my friends kept texting me. And they're like, dude, hype it up. Because they, they know I drink. They've yeah. seen me drunk. I'm fun. <laughs> like, I'm going to give myself credit. I'm a fun drunk. She's fun. But I just wasn't feeling it. I, like, took a shower and went to bed at 10. <laughs> this is post-grad. That is a definition of post-grad. Has one glass of wine, gets tired, goes to bed. And... It's just crazy to me. I mean, this whole weekend, I just feel yeah. like I've been, I don't, I'm surprised because I was such like a party person. I still yeah. am. Yeah, you are. But like, I feel like even when I go out, I'm like, no, I'll just have water. <laughs> like, I'm good. I don't want a cocktail. You want water? Just water? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Whereas like, is she okay? I'm I like, can see I'm the fine. bartender just like staring at you. Just being like, uh, can I see your ID? <laughs> <laughs> literally, literally. Um, but I don't... Have you been like that? Have you started drinking lot? Le- no, you haven't. I feel like you've been drinking more, actually. I mean, the past week, I was visiting uh, a buddy of mine up in Rochester, New York. And so we drank every single night. So it was kind of hard to just do the relax. But on the days where I'm not like vacationing or mm-hmm. doing other stuff, like I used to drink during the weekdays more in Charleston than I do now. We used to, I mean, we would get out of class. And we would go happy and hour. And we just go. Yeah. Happy hour. It'd be a Wednesday. Our class that we had together our sophomore year, we weren't even 21. And every, almost <laughs> every class, yeah. we'd go to um, Mellow Mushroom. It and was everyone, twice a week, too. And we would invite people, too. And they're like, no, we have shit to do. And we're like, I mean, whatever. So do we. I'm like, totally. <laughs> even though we're sophomores and they're like their capstone classes. But we're like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I guess that's, is that growing up? Is that what it's all about? Fuck. I don't want to. Nah, well, I mean. I mean, it's like a different kind of drinking, I would say, you know, there's... A it's not binge drinking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'd be, I think you'd be considered an alcoholic if you started binge drinking as an adult post-grad, mm-hmm. but in college, it's like, yeah, like, have fun. Right, you right. Know? Yeah, you're but, invincible. Yeah, but I mean, there's definitely a difference between like the drinking in college versus now, you know what I mean? I think the biggest thing is the first thing, binge drinking, yeah. where you drink your entire body weight. <laughs> well, you have no responsibility. I mean, you have responsibilities, right. but, but nothing... But just go to class and just right. pass, you know? Right, Anyway, anyway right. do that. Yeah. Well, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> there are some people that struggle with your studies, and I'm proud of you. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but I do think that there it's two types of drinking. Yeah. And, but, so I've, I've had... A friend of mine um, has an older sister. Okay. And she said that 
your first year out of college is kind of like it's a very fun year it's kind of like more fun than senior year of college than college all in general because <gasps> you have them you're starting to like make income like yeah, yeah you're you're you have money you're living by yourself you can get more than a pbr you can get more than a pbr <laughs> but i don't know maybe with corona going on we just like don't have that i definitely don't think we have the same experience just because there's a global wide pandemic happening oh really oh yeah yeah if you guys didn't know uh there's a coronavirus happening no but seriously like it's like we don't have the same luxuries or like freedom Mm -hmm. to just go out spend our money to drink but i i really think it's a blessing and a curse because i i just think back to college now that i'm trying to like take care of myself more and like self-care has been something really important to me yeah and i was we were all very unhealthy during college. Oh, I, yeah. I mean, like, we'd force ourselves to get up at 8, 9 o'clock in the morning, roll out of bed. I didn't have, like, a skincare routine. I just, like, splash water <laughs> on my face and go to class. Ew. Yeah, I mean, like, I just... You, or you just, like, a bar of soap, at least. No. You just I just splash put water, water on my face, yeah. Yeah. And then I'd go do my day, do my thing, and then after we get drinks, and then I'd stay up talking to my friends till, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And now, I mean, if I stay up past 10 o'clock, I have a migraine. <laughs> And um, it's, it's, it's wild to me. I, I just can't. I bet y'all weren't expecting that from our hangover posts or us drinking posts. To, now we're talking about how we hate drinking. How we hate it. Yeah. Literally. Literally. <laughs> I, it just, I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely a 360. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't think I've had the same experience of not wanting to drink just because this past week, especially, I was visiting a buddy of mine up in Rochester. Well, he's from here, but we drove up to Rochester to visit him and his family. But um, we drank every single night and it was so hard. But I remember every single night, one of his friends would keep keep saying, um, what was the quote? It was, you're borrowing happiness from the next day. So while you're drinking, you're just borrowing a little bit, a little bit of happiness for the next day. So when you wake up, you're not as happy. You're hungover as fuck. But the night, the night when you're drinking, you know, right. You got extra happiness. That's such an optimistic (laughs) way of looking at it, you know, of like explaining your hangover you're like oh no 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 no! i just I'm borrowing some, some happiness. happiness isn't that awesome though i was like That's i want you. that tattooed on my body <laughs> i want a billboard a poster and everything of it <laughs> but you know now that i'm back i've been more focused on you know my self-care and things like that I, I i drove back on sunday which was yesterday whenever we're recording and we got back home at like 11 o'clock at night and i was like i feel disgusting i've been eating processed foods every day drinking every day and i literally just went straight to the apartment gym and just ran for like 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. I was like, I feel disgusting. I was chugging water because I didn't drink any water because we wanted to make it back. So I was like, fuck, I can't drink water. So I don't right. have to pee and shit like that. So I just felt, I was like, I just need that. But there's just like so many little things that you ha- I now have the time to just like relax mm-hmm. and then get back in my routine of and like, like... Focus on yourself. Yeah, just focus on myself. I um Don't make fun of me, but I don't know if you've seen my lock screen on my phone. I actually have not seen it yet. Okay, I see. So I put... I typed in some reminders in like my notes on my phone and screenshotted it and made it my lock screen. Okay. And it's just helping me to be more mindful, especially I feel like I'm someone that goes through phases very quickly and Mm -hmm. I, I know why it's, it's my instant gratification. It's like in the moment I want this. Right. And then my mind just changes to the next topic. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, I'm not a four year old anymore. (laughs) I need to get out of that. Like it's not a trait. It's something I need to get rid of. And so just like little things like being more mindful of the food I'm consuming mm-hmm. or going on a walk every day. The Sorry. burp. Yeah, I'm, oh. I'm drinking coffee. <laughs> um, I'm just trying to be more mindful of that and putting my 
my body first. I, I saw this thing on Twitter where it was a meme and it says um, the ingredients people use in their hair on their face. And it was like coconut oil. It was like all this healthy stuff. And it says, but the ingredients people eat and it's like junk food. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? That kind of makes sense. Like, why do we care so much about like our face and our hair and yeah. like using all, spending so much money and getting the best products and like making sure it's a part of our routine. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to our food, we're kind of just like nonchalant, hmm, like whatever. Yeah. 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 And I was like, okay, that's something I need to hold myself accountable for. Yeah. And I can feel a difference. Like, I feel more energetic. Um, I feel less, like, ADD. Like, I just think I can um, follow my thoughts better. I know that sounds insane, but I mean, you know how I am. I just, like, go thought to thought. Yeah. Thought to thought. That's funny. (laughs) Thought, thought, thought. Thought, thought. (laughs) Um, But it's been your food and your diet. It really does have a huge impact on you. Yeah. And I think a lot of people, sorry, I'm like rambling, but I, this is something I've been <laughs> thinking about a lot. During quarantine, I've gained weight. I think a lot of people have gained yeah, a lot weight, of people have, right? Yeah. It's so easy to just sit at home and do nothing, especially mm-hmm. the first month or two. And so it just came to a point where I, I was just, at first I was feeling um, like shame because there's so many people that were like taking advantage of this time. Yeah. But I think that having that mindset isn't really healthy. I think there is a lot of pressure for people to create something or do something or be better during quarantine. But mm-hmm. it, it's okay if you can't. Yeah, it's okay just to relax. Right, right. You know, just have that time to yourself. But knowing me, I mean, some people that can work for it. But knowing me, that I can't do that anymore. And I want to take advantage of this mm-hmm. time. Because I don't think we're ever going to have anything like this. Oh, for sure. Where the world stops for a couple months. Right? Yeah. I mean, I think this is a great pass just to kind of like uh, extend on what you're talking about, just to relax and just like have this time for yourself. Like if you have problems with yourself or anything that you've been needing, especially like just time to yourself. Like I know a lot of people don't really have that alone time, mm-hmm. especially since the world is so go, go, go right now or not right now, but previously right before the whole quarantine and shit like that. But now it's like it can't like the brakes just was like stop. Right, right. And you it kind of forced, especially me, because I'm. Like, I hate alone time for some reason. Like, I'm very extroverted and get energy from people. Mm-hmm. And so, like, if I don't have that, then, like, I want to say I'm depressed, but, like, I grab my, I get my energy from right. talking to people and things like that. And so, for me, it was, like, I got to experience a whole new, like, way of, like, just learning about myself where I was yeah. forced to be by myself for a long period of time mm-hmm. and then just, like, learn more about myself, if that makes sense. Right. Which was, like, very eye-opening. Mm-hmm. And, um... So I've been talking to a lot of my friends that have um, started like their master's program. And so mm-hmm. they've had to move or their PhD program and they have had to move to a different state. Right. Yeah. But can you imagine picking up all your stuff, moving to a different state where you can't go out and see anyone? Yeah. You can't make friends. It's kind of hard. Especially but, now. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. Yeah. And um, I've just been very grateful for the mindset that my friends have because they are very graceful with the whole situation. They're like, listen, it sucks, but this is a great time for me to figure out what it's like to live alone. Yeah. Like, yes, there's some lows as, as there would be anywhere Mm -hmm. or anytime, but um, I'm like figuring it out by myself. And that's, I, I think that comes with maturity is like, all right, you are facing a huge obstacle. How are we going to overcome it? Mm -hmm. And how are we going to overcome it? Like, in our minds, what do we think is the best way to do so? Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, that I think, makes sense. I think I'm just saying when you're by yourself in a new city, you don't have your friends that you can walk and rely on and rely on, yeah. right? You have to make the best out of it yeah. and you have to put positive thoughts and energy into yourself. Yeah. 
Sorry, I like am, I told you I've been thinking about She's this on a it. Lot. She's on it. No, um, that, I mean, that's, those are all great points. Kind of like side note, kind of like related. Do you know who Caesar Milan is? No. The dog whisperer. Oh yeah. The, yeah, 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 yeah. Him. So I was listening to a podcast or a YouTube video of his, and he was talking to someone, and he was like, Caesar Milan was saying that there are uh, that we and dogs or like humans and dogs are very similar in a way, especially with like self care and things like that. Mm-hmm. Cause what does a dog need? They need love, right? Mm-hmm. They need physical exercise and they need mental stimulation. Mm-hmm. And that if you have those three things, they're going to be a, a well-trained dog for the most part. Mm-hmm. And so he said that applies to humans as well. And I feel like it kind of, you know, ties into our conversation of, you know, how do we take care of self, take care of ourselves? Like first is like, like love, like relationships, friendships, uh, your family, your friends, and things like that, right? The second is like physical exercise. Like you probably should be stimulating yourself, like being somewhat active, you know, daily. Right. And then the last being mental stimulation, whether it's reading a book, reading the news, using your mind in a capacity where you're actually thinking as opposed to just like mindlessly doing whatever. Right. Scrolling through TikTok. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good way of putting it. But if you have those things, that'll make you... Uh, just a very well-rounded, you know, happier person. Functional. It functional. Makes you functional yeah, and if yeah. you're missing one of those pieces, then it's really not holistic and encompassing of everything. Right. You know? Right. And so it's, it's, it's very important to have all three components to live a balanced life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this period is right now. It's finding yeah. that balance and having a balanced life. So, something else that I've been thinking about. Oh, I feel like it's just <laughs> me talking about more like having epiphanies. I've, I've struggled with social media a lot during this time. Please explain. Um, <laughs> I will. I'm your therapist. Welcome. I think, I think with social media, it can be very toxic in some ways. It's easy to like feel like you're missing out on opportunities or compare yourself to others and just like feel very alone. And I've gone through many phases where I've deleted social media and have felt so much better. But also, I, I don't want to put such a... Um, uh, put so much weight on social media where I feel like it has to be removed for me to live a fulfilled life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like I want to figure out a way to coexist with it. So I've changed my thinking a little bit Okay. and I'm just decided to go through social media and follow more positive accounts. This sounds so easy. Yeah. Just follow more positive accounts and use social media as a way to really connect with people. So instead of just like, putting on a show and like, you know, getting likes. I'm using it to like have conversations with people that I haven't normally have yeah. or reach out to people that I've been interested in because of their content and like engage more. Mm-hmm. And that has allowed me to create a relationship with social media that I, I truly enjoy. I'm not on it for hours. Yeah. I really am on it to like, I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain it. I've just like really learned to appreciate it. And now I feel like I'm at the point where I don't have to delete it. And so I like kind of challenge like, other people to like change your view on social media Mm -hmm. and see like how that can change because it is such a big part of our lives and our world yeah especially now yeah Yeah. and i i I genuinely think i need it i think i need it to um participate in conversations whether it be with friends or like coworkers and stuff and so i think it's just like figuring out how to make the balance the balance that balanced relationship with it so I would say that I was in a really similar position as you were a couple, a few years ago. Like I deleted social media for. I remember. Yeah, it was like it was when we first met, and you were like, "You don't like? Do you have an Instagram?" Like we were like just getting to know each other, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Yeah, but I don't use it." Mm-hmm. And you were like, "What?" And like I deleted it for 
I think it was about a year, I think. Mm-hmm. I just didn't have any of it. And when I came back on it, I was like, holy shit, like I missed so much. And it was just like scrolling. And, I was, and in that moment, I was like, okay, I just need to stop for a second. Right. I was like, what am I doing? Like, mm-hmm. like if these people wanted to reach out or like have a dialogue with me, then they would have done it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, why, why am I taking the effort of... Okay, that doesn't make sense, does it? No, I know what you... I see what you mean. Yeah. Continue. I see what you mean. I just disagree, but I see what you mean. But... I I I think this is what you mean. I think that okay. you mean, um, like, if you want to reach out to me, if you want to talk to me, get to know me, just te- text me, call yeah. me. Like, we don't need social media for you to do that. Yes. And I could, you could do it without social media in the picture and have more authentic and genuine relationships. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Do you believe that still? Yes. Okay. So, see, I, I disagree with that. Okay. I, I think, like... Look, I'm thinking of Instagram, right? Yeah, I think that's what I'm thinking I of think too. it's like a kind of a window into someone and like what they're doing. I know it's like a lot of content. It's like what they're doing all the time in some cases. But I kind of like being able to see like whether it's growth, like mm-hmm. a person growing and them sharing it through social media or them like over. I just like it when people are transparent on social media. But I think... And it's it makes okay. me feel like I can get to know a person even more than maybe a just, text every now and then or a call would be. So I think this is where I would d- differ from you in that opinion. I don't think a lot of people are very transparent on Instagram. Like maybe some people are, but not a good majority. Right. In my opinion, I mean, even from like our experiences, like you don't post like, like, I don't know, like bad pictures of yourself. If that makes sense. Like you, everything is curated to be mm-hmm. the best possible thing of you. So you don't post the worst pictures, the worst stories, the worst videos of yourself, like being blackout or whatever mm-hmm. on social media. I mean, I guess some people do for funsies, but it is, it's your life in its pinnacle, like in its best form. And that's I, not really transparent to me. It's just like, okay, like that's not real life. But I think that some people, and those are the, yeah. that's where I get like. Those Visco girls? The Visco girls, a perfect, <laughs> a perfect like example is yeah. like you can look on someone's instagram and see if um things are edited or if things are like very posed like yeah, yeah i take pictures where i look the best in it but it's also about i mean my last picture was not it was literally me sitting on a toilet right? <laughs> like, i think it's about creating that division for yourself and yeah. for me the visco girls it was toxic i didn't yeah. like seeing it i didn't enjoy i didn't like gain um, like profound thoughts from looking at bikini pics. You know what I mean? It just <laughs> like didn't philosophical. Do, it, it didn't do much for me. <laughs> yeah. But then when I see like, okay, I'm gonna. This is the first thing that comes to mind. Addie, okay. for example, she had a. Um, Addie's a friend of mine from school, and we used to be roommates. Anyways, she had a koozie. my roommate as well. She had a koozie on her beer, and it said "fuck Trump." And <laughs> then behind her, she was like at the beach. Behind her, there were these like boats that had Trump 2020 flags. <laughs> and I'm like, that is a personality pick. Like that's something that yeah. like tells me about yourself. I I can see what your sense of humor is, and that's the type of like feed and social media I'd like to see. Yeah, but Once you can't I- expect everyone else to do that. You know what I mean? But for me, I don't expect everyone else to do that, but I, it's my feed. Yeah. So I just like focus on the ones that are more transparent and more authentic like those. Okay. I mean, yeah. And that's where I feel like that's where I'm starting to enjoy social media. Hashtag make Instagram casual again. Make Instagram casual. Yeah. Yeah. That was a thing, right? And I think that, I mean, I remember when I had a Finsta. Do you remember Finstas when that was a thing? Yes. And so it was a thing when I was a freshman and Finstas... 
Sorry, my laundry just went off. Oh my god, that just scared the hell out of me. Finstas were like the a great opportunity for you to post the worst things about yourself. It was like do something wildly inappropriate, yeah. right? And it was funny at first, and people liked it. And I was like, okay, I don't think this is this is a great <laughs> idea. Like if I'm looking forward, like I don't want an employer to find my Finsta, which no. they probably won't. But it's like I don't even know if I want people to know like the stupid shit that I do twenty four seven. Like it's just like stupid yeah. content. And so I, I deleted it and this whole conversation of make um, Insta casual, it doesn't mean like take a picture of you throwing up and put it on Instagram, <laughs> right? Like that's not cute. It just means like yeah. be authentic. Like be yeah. this one time I saw um, someone's Instagram story. It was like two o'clock in the morning and this kid was like performing monologues. I don't even know what it was, but he thought what? he was like, he thought he was like the rock and he, no, no, he didn't think the he rock. was the rock. He was talking about how the rock was amazing. Something like that. It was yeah. just like wild. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, this is the content that you don't see on everyone's Instagram. Yeah, Your sure. Visco girls are not performing monologues <laughs> at one o'clock in the morning. And so it's like, it's like channel your energy, Jesus find Christ. who you are and put it on social media, yeah. in my opinion. I, that's what I like. Yeah. I mean, some people obviously don't do it that way. or Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, just, I just like I'm really excited about this like change of perspective on social media. And I love it when people use it in such a transparent and authentic way. I'm with you. Yeah. Right on. And <laughs> I, I think it's crazy, too, because I think about like whenever I put something that's like funny or like a screenshot of text messages between my family. My mom's like, why are you doing that? Because my parents are from a generation where they're like, dude, no one does. Not everyone needs to know your business. Yeah. But I'm like, bro, I'm Gen Z. Let's get it to it. <laughs> no, yeah. No, you're millennial. We've, I'm like, well, I'm on, a, on the we're cusp. cusp. We're cusp. We're in between. No, you're Gen Z. You're 98. No, we're in between. You're 98. We're in between. You're 98. <laughs> but that's my rant about social media. <laughs> <laughs> so there's something else I've been focusing on. <laughs> you ready for the, the fifth thing I'm listing? The five. <laughs> is that it? The five-year uh, plan? No, no, no. Not yet. Oh, not shit. yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'll get to that. Um, <laughs> spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> Ever since we started this podcast, I just, I did it again. I said, um, I've been focusing on whenever we have to edit it and we have to go back and listen to it. I, I hear myself saying, um, a lot. I hear myself using, um, oh, pu- fuck, there it is. Fuck, uh, words that are not like the Real best words. way to describe something. You yeah. know what I mean? It's just kind of like an easy, vague word. You're just spitballing things. Until yeah. It comes right. Out. Right. And so I've been trying to do a better job of being more articulate and like being able to like articulate my thoughts mm-hmm. in a clearer way. And so that's something that, um, fuck, I did it again. See, I'm like noticing myself. Doing <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to sound like Barack Obama when he speaks. Have you heard him speak? Oh my God. He's the best orator orator. Yeah. Of the two thousands. It's phenomenal. Holy. I could hear him speak all day. Yeah. And just like everything, every word is just so well, thought out I mean, he, and well put. I mean, he's a Harvard Law student. Even, even Michelle Obama. Oh, yeah. She's amazing, too. Have you listened to her podcast? I have. The yeah. first episode. I've also listened to her book where she narrates the entire thing. And right. Like, oh, my God. My the, little spiel about Michelle. Incredible so I've people. been Michelle for the same basis. Oh, yeah. You know Michelle? So I've been listening to her podcast every day. Now I've been trying to, like, to catch up. And um, something I just, like, love about her is she's very relatable, Yes. It's something I haven't really seen in a first lady. I think she's more relatable than um, Barack o- President Obama is in many ways. I think she's someone that I 
whenever I listen to her speak, I feel like I'm in the room with her, having yeah. a conversation with her. And that's where the influence comes from. That's where I feel like I can relate, even though we're very distant and very far, like different in many ways. Yeah. But I just love hearing her thought process and like not being that like, I mean, yeah, she's like a politician, right? But she she will say if something's wrong. She'll oh, yeah. be a lot more vocal about it and less wordy than like Barack Obama will be. And yeah. I understand there's different pressures that mm-hmm. they're dealing with, but I just love hearing the authenticity that she brings to her podcast and just like normal conversation. She's super genuine and like you said, really relatable. Right, right. And doesn't seem like, I don't know, a better than everyone else. Yeah. I mean, she doesn't give you a politician's answer. Right. Where it's very wordy and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. kind of not answering the question or, right. you know, right. you know, but... And have you, did you ever read her book? Becoming? Yeah. Yeah, I listened to, I just said, I listened to her. Oh. Yeah. I thought we were talking about the podcast. No. <laughs> I still need my Adderall. Coffee's not working. Coffee's not working. We're just not selective hearing. She, oh my God, I love. No, she's amazing. Incredible speaker. All the Obamas are incredible. Well, I guess there's only two that I know of. I don't know about. <laughs> I've never listened to their kids speak. Right? But um, yeah, I was watching, ironically, I was watching a like a Barack Obama, like him speaking to the White House, like interns. And they were asking him questions. He was just kind of like up there talking. And I mean, these weren't prepared questions. Like, right. I mean, I, I mean, I guess they were preparing them, but he didn't know them. Mm-hmm. But the way he was just on spot and like carefully chose each word and just was like, boom, 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 boom. I was like, damn, like I want to be able to like not control a room, but just like be able to wor- work that room and just mm-hmm. have the best answer possible. Like people are for listening to you and yeah. they like take everything that you say with like so much um, weight. So I'm rambling. The I just think the point that I'm trying to make is that I don't think people at our age focus enough on like what they're saying, being more articulate in general, and like how to become better speakers overall. Read some books, y'all. Read some. I need to read some more books. I just think that I it's something that we learn at a young age to like read more and you'll become better. And like, I mean, when was the last time you had a grammar lesson? That was like what. Oh, I need a grammar lesson. Me too. I always say, I was like, if there's one class that I could do over, like try again, it would be... um, Grammar? Grammar. I don't think that's a class. Well, they should make it a class. No. I've edited or like proofread so many papers and... Proofread? Yeah. Proofread, yeah. So many papers in college. And I'm like, I thought I was alone in this, but no. Half of College of Charleston is also... Yeah. Illiterate. Well, I mean, it, it doesn't help that whenever you just write a paper, you can just use Grammarly and then it fixes everything for you. So you don't really learn. You know what I mean? It's okay. just like, you, it's just a quick fix. You just, you just remind me. So something really cool <laughs> for my ladies listening to it. So there's this platform, I forgot what it's called, but it's made specifically for women and you can like integrate it into your like Gmail and it oh. highlights any words that like aren't that take away from what you're saying. So for example, like I just wanted to check in. So it highlights just, and you're supposed to say, I wanted to check in. Like it makes you sound more assertive and like well-spoken, if that makes sense. Yeah. And so you just integrate it and it highlights all of those words that are, I don't know what the word for that is, but it's just like, um, like filler words that women tend to use that creates like a barrier between herself and like men, especially. No, I learned this in English class. Oh, there's a thing. There's a word for it. Does anyone it's, know? It's like what the word oh, is? it's passive voice versus active voice. Yes. It's, when you say I just want to do whatever, yeah, you can. That's passive voice, but you just active voice would be I want to blank blank. Uh-huh. It's more assertive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they created a whole business out of this. I was like, that's amazing. It's genius. That. And so even when I'm writing emails, I would try to be more thoughtful and uh, take out just 
that's like an easy thing to do is just take out. I just wanted to do this. I just wanted to reach out and just yeah. be assertive in what you say. Hey, give me a raise. Hey, I just wanted to see if, if you could give me a raise. That's a beautiful example. Yeah, but I don't think you just say, hey, give me a raise. I mean, I think that there's a... What was the process? Um, hi, I wanted to discuss with you what it would look <laughs> like to have a... Okay, anyways. So Next. we've been talking about like how to improve ourselves, self-care. Yeah. And so another topic that I want to entertain... Entertain. Entertain is your five-year vision. Okay? So let, let me break it down for you. I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but yeah. I'll explain. Where do you see yourself in five years and what are the things that you want to accomplish? I put this on my Instagram story and I had some like interesting, I mean, you have like the normal, uh, I want to graduate college answers and then, yeah, I don't know. In just, five it, years. Just, yeah. Just, I, right. <laughs> <Fifth> year. <laughs> so it just got me thinking, what's your five-year vision? What are things that you want to accomplish by then? Oh, I think for me, one of the biggest things would... I feel a lot of people in their lives, especially looking at adults, like especially like since I'm in the corporate business world now, I, f- I, I feel like I'm looking around and just see a bunch of people like me just trying to figure shit out. Mm-hmm. And I don't feel like any of them are like truly adults. Yeah, a lot of people are, you know, just trying to figure their shit out like us. Right. But five year plan. Five year plan. Do you know oh, yours? Yeah, I know mine. Okay. So my first one is to purchase my own Range Rover. Um, obviously not with what? all cash up front because I'm not going to be able to afford that. But I do want to put like a down payment on it and have a Range Rover. You do realize that it's going to be like a thousand dollars a month just that on the thing. So it brings You're me paying- to my second point. Okay. My second point is to have a six digit salary. Six figure. Six figure digit. Six digit <laughs> salary. Boop, 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 boop. <laughs> a six figure salary by five years from now. I, I'm going to have to work my ass off, but I think I can do it. Not I mean, it's right? doable. Yeah. And then my third one is I. In five years from now, I want to apply for an MBA program. And have it paid for. And it would be, this is like my like dream goal, okay? I don't know, but I would love to get my MBA in London. London. Yeah. Edinburgh. The London look. All my colleagues are from London, so. Oh, really? They say cheers in their email. Cheers. I do that every now cheers. and then, too. Yeah. Just so people think I'm a lot. A lot. A lot. Wow. Okay. Range Rover, six, fi- six figure salary. Uh-huh. And an MBA in London. Yeah. Yeah. Standard. Standard? <laughs> I'm just, I was a joke. Oh, I was like, that's standard? Yeah, I was like, that's everyone's dream. No. Um, I don't know why you want a Range Rover so bad. Like, why is that? Why I, is that one so of your five-year plans? My dad has one, and every time I sit in that car, I feel powerful. I feel so powerful. I just really want one. I feel like that's like my... You know what? Someone told me this the other day. A Range Rover is a sign of new money. Versus? Old money. So uh, the the conversation was new money is Range Rover, old money is like a BMW, a Beamer, yada yada yada. So to, I don't come from old money. I'm not old money. So to clarify, new money is like you are the first person in your family to have a shit ton of right. money. So I I if I'm gonna be new money, right? If it's like my money. But you're not new money then. I'm not old money. I mean, you're not old money. If but- I'm paying for my own car, it's my money, and that's my new money. And so when I have a Range Rover. I want people to know that I worked hard and this is my car. You know what I mean? A little flashy in your face. It's not. My daddy didn't buy me this car. This is my car. <laughs> right? But old money is like, you have generational wealth. Right. Like trust fund kids. And I don't... Ew. If I had old money, like why would you want to show that off? Yeah. It's like, cool. Your great, great grandpa. Yeah, but I can see that. Hustled for you. <laughs> for you to drive a Beamer. Yeah. Right? I mean, I always think about that now. So my, my dad, for example, he's a perfect 
um, example. Example. I said it twice. But he's a perfect example of someone that he likes flashy things. And I've always, like, picked on him about it because, like, my, not me, but my mom and my sisters are a lot more laid back. Like, Cookie could live off of nothing. It is unreal. She She doesn't want anything ever. She could be, she'd be a great homeless person. Okay, come on. A great homeless person? Who says that? That's (laughs) fucked up. But she could live off of anything. And I'm someone that, like, is more flashy as well. But I, we used to always pick on my dad. And my mom, like, sat me down. This is when I was younger. She sat me down. She was like, you have to understand, your dad had none of this before coming to America. Mm-hmm. Like, none of this when you were born. He worked his ass off to have everything that you have now and everything he has now. Let him be flashy. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? You were so right. I remember when we like this house that we he recently bought it was like his dream house he was so happy he like signed the house after looking at it like almost in the same day it was insane and i just remember being so happy for him because i was like you did this you made it we used to american dream to live at the economy inn on broad river road in a hotel room okay that's called making it and he worked his ass off to get where he is so I'm like, if you want to flex that new money Range Rover, go for it. Go ahead. I mean, I'm, <laughs> the, I'm the same way. But you know what? My here's 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 number one for my five year dream or five year plan. Okay, yeah, I want to know yours. I want a nice ass 2025 Toyota Camry. <laughs> <laughs> Get it? A Toyota Camry. No, that is a joke. I'm gonna with sell my. Okay. With a what? Know, with a what? I'm gonna goes. put speakers in that. I'm gonna get a lift kit. Hydraulics. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, wait, I kind of want to go back to your thing about the six-figure salary. So if, okay. would, you, would you ever put yourself in a position of, I think a lot of people would be able to relate to this. You're making that six-figure salary, but you're not satisfied with your job. You go every day, you're just like, like you're not, you don't hate it, but it's not the thing that, like you're, you're not super passionate about it. For right. me, I would much, I would put myself in a position where I would make less money, but I'm more satisfied with my, my, what my job is, first of all. Second of all, I'm more passionate. I'm going to put you on spot. Wow. Okay, so... Yeah, you money-hungry bitch. This is is something I I don't know because I haven't been in that situation yet, but here's what I think, okay? Okay. I think that... I think back to my parents, once again, and them starting off, it was not, quote-unquote, fun. Like, having fun and enjoying your job and work were not two things that were hand-in-hand, that went hand-in-hand. Yes. And so, in my mind, I'm thinking... Listen, if I'm making a lot of money and if I don't enjoy it, I'm going to have to suck it up. And yeah. it's, it's, it's for the long-term goal, right? How am I going to get to A to B? And if part of this process sucks, it sucks. Then what's, what, what is B for you then? A is obviously getting the money to do something. What is B? You don't have family, you don't have kids, you don't have house. I mean, yet though. Like that's my, I, I, I think as soon as I um, start my job, right? Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to start thinking about those things, about like having a savings account and having a savings account i have a savings account but i'm saying like <laughs> putting a lot of my money into my savings yes. account because i will have kids one day i will have be married i will want bigger things and like i don't want to be dependent on my significant other i want to make sure i have enough money to do it yes and so i don't know i i think as of right now money is my priority over enjoying my job having fun it's sad but that's how our capitalist society works bro yeah like that's I know I'm just playing devil. devil when people say money doesn't way. buy happiness, bitch, that shit helps. It's it's called it's it's comfort. It does. It's yeah. comfort. It's and my dad always says this. He goes, I stress so much about uh, um, providing. You know yeah. what I mean for my family, 
what if something happens one day? I want to make sure you guys are set. Like, it's a stress that doesn't go away at all. Yeah. And so I think that's something that I've, like, my dad has passed down to me is I'm already starting to stress about it and I don't have a family or I don't have really much anything right now to... Um, need to you don't have responsibilities i don't have that much responsibilities yeah. exactly but i do think that's a healthy mindset and i uh, i think a lot of people will disagree with me on that in that sense like where um doing what you doing pursuing your passion is more important than yeah your money but it, for me i i feel like i don't know I, i'd like to say that i i agree with you in that in that aspect i think it definitely comes down to where we grew up and like how we grew up mm-hmm. if that makes sense um, another thing is like the idea of working for like what you're passionate about comes from a place of privilege. And I think it's important to acknowledge that. I know I completely agree with that. I feel yeah. like that's such a um, like a hard statement for a lot of people to hear. And I think it is important to like recognize your passions and like follow them if you can. But I it, it's a balance. Like I, yeah. I don't know if if I am privileged enough to put my passion first. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, I I do know I'm not. And so that's why I think my frame of thinking is like, okay, I, I'm glad I have my passions, but as of right now, to get on my feet, I need to put what's the best fiscal decision. <laughs> what has <laughs> the me. most money in my pa- pocket? Yeah. No. I was reading this. Uh, I, was on, I was scrolling through LinkedIn the other day. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I saw this article. It was like, why non-paying internships aren't good oh my god what you're right no continue oh yeah i agree with you continue (laughs) but it was just saying that they're not helpful because if you were coming from a i don't know how to i don't know i don't know how to word it i know i think i know exactly what you mean without you even saying it okay but let me finish okay yeah sorry that's not right (laughs) (laughs) my god coming from a like a less privileged Mm -hmm. upbringing you need the money, especially for internships where you're trying to gain experience for when you get into the real world. Right. It's very important that you ha- like, cause you got to put food on, food on the table, like whatever you're eating mm-hmm. to do s- shit. Right. But if you're coming from a privileged, you know, background or family, or whatever, you can take those non paid internships and be okay. You still get the experience and you're more, much more prepared than everyone else. But mm-hmm. it's just not, it's like, it's like the whole thing with equality versus equity. Like you're not being, it's not equitable at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I think about when we were applying to colleges too, like it was my mom's priority was to make sure our resume was stacked. And so we did every single sport. We were in every club. We took every single leadership position. Mm -hmm. And I remember at a young age being like, I am so grateful to have these opportunities and being able to stay at my school until nine o'clock and working on like, I don't know, spirit week when other people have to go straight to work after school. And so it's something that I, I don't think a lot of companies, uh, well, I think it's it's changing for sure. But I think you're right. An yeah. a internship that doesn't pay, what the hell? Yeah, what's the point? Or not what the point, you get experience out of it. but Right. But like, I mean, I would love for our, the employers to fucking. <laughs> oh, wait, we're contradicting ourselves because we don't pay our intern. <laughs> yeah, but it's different. <laughs> you gave your Labor Day off. So, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, whatever. We're we're fair employers. Yeah, we are fair. And she like I don't know. She gets to hang out with us. That's pretty fucking cool. I know we're gonna be famous one day. So it's, <laughs> don't we'll give her an autograph for free. We'll give her an autograph. <laughs> that should be her like anniversary gift, like one month. Oh, <gasps> we should get her a one month gift. Yeah, a okay. signature. Don't tell her. A signature. We'll sign something. Yeah, we'll sign something. A picture of us. And we'll sign it. <laughs> 
I, I we covered a lot. I think this was we? we came into this episode like I said we were kind of stressed because we didn't want to do it. Well, I didn't want to do a hangover cure episode. I mean, I did. I did some hangover cures. So. I know you did, but I was yeah. like, I can't. I didn't want to do it. I like and just. I told you, I'm retired from drinking as of right now. As of right now. But I'm glad we kind of got into self care and like bettering ourselves like what our visions are because i do think it's something that like our listeners all of you, all 12 of you <laughs> I, I still think that's funny i think that's something that um you guys are also thinking about and processing and it's something that we can do together everyone's trying to figure it out so yeah. hopefully these uh wise words of wisdom right that was a tongue twister okay helped you guys yeah <laughs> This is a good episode. I feel good about this. <laughs> <laughs> Long. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in to our fifth episode. Yeah, that's a while. Um, Make sure to like yeah. us on all the stuff. We're on Google Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor. Yeah. And just click our link and it'll take you to any podcasting platform you'd like to listen to us on. And send it to your mom. I, I hear a lot of parents like it. So send it to your mom and dad. And That's kind of weird. I don't think so. Hey, mom and dads. Moms my, my mom's and obsessed dads. with it, dude. Your mom? My mom is. My I, mom and her whole staff at um, her hotel, they, they listen to it and talk about it all the time. <laughs> I feel like a celebrity when I walk in. They're like, hey. Yeah, they're like, oh, episode three, the intern. Ha, ha, ha. I'm like, you got me. You know what I mean? I feel good. So shout out to Valencia for listening. Shout out Valencia. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so stay tuned next week for our next episode next Tuesday. Next Tuesday, yeah. Um, yeah. And we're signing off. In. I'm not going to count none. Okay. All right. I don't know Bye, you guys. <laughs> Bye. See you next week.